what is certified mindfulness instructor? That's the first time I, I hear that. <laughs> so, and also on your website, you are Soul Journey Adventurer Pathfinder. What That's is right. that? I know. Oh, I do all sorts of I, things. I, I haven't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> a Soul Journey Adventure Pathfinder is talking about different things like in my speaking career or in the uh, workshops or in retreats about um, being able to embrace change, about you know, going on a soul journey, mm-hmm. which is an adventure. A kangaroo fern production. Welcome, Welcome to Gorilla Podcast, Fresh Eyes. The beat that makes you feel good. A weekly podcast that features interviews with social change leaders or individuals that aims to bring audiences good stories to motivate their own social impact efforts. Now, here's your host. Hello, Yumanisa. Welcome to another episode. This is episode six on our podcast, Guerrilla Podcast, Fresh Eyes. And the guest for today, it's going to be talking about mindfulness, why is mindfulness is important. He is an author. He is a certi- she's a certified mindfulness instructor. I don't know what's that, so we're going to discuss with, <laughs> with her what is a certified mindfulness ex- instructor. And please welcome Karina Chapman. Hello, welcome to the show. Thanks, Miko. It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much. So, um, first thing, can you tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, I've had a, a career in the hairdressing and beauty industry for over 30 years. And, of course, that involves talking to a lot of people every day. So I would hear about what their problems were, um, whether they were able to tackle them or not. And I realised that there's a lot of people that are living either in the past or the future. They're always thinking about things in the past that's Mm -hmm. happened. They're always thinking about things in the future, you know, whether it's Christmas, weddings coming up, an event coming up, all of that type of thing. But they're not spending any time in the now, which is the present moment. So that's actually a cause of a lot of people's problems, and that's what got me interested in mindfulness. Mm. So I was searching about about you, so you're a speaker, and you do speaker and cooperate. Um, You are... What is certified mindfulness instructor? That's the first time I, I hear that. <laughs> so, and also on your website, you are Soul Journey Adventurer Pathfinder. What That's is right. that? I know. Oh, I do all sorts of I, things. I haven't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> a Soul Journey Adventure Pathfinder is talking about different things like in my speaking career or in the uh, workshops or in retreats about. Um, being able to embrace change about, you know, going on a soul journey, mm-hmm. which is an adventure. And I just like to show different paths, whether it's about embracing change, about employing mindfulness into your day every day, or whether it's about, um, you know, letting go of the past so that you can create a better future that you're looking for. So, Why do you think is mindfulness important in everyday lives? Yeah, absolutely. So what a lot of people find is that they've got so much busyness going on in their mind all the time Mm -hmm. that they find it difficult to concentrate on what's actually happening. And while we're too busy thinking in our mind, we're missing everything that's happening right now. Because really, even according to quantum physics, 
right now is the only moment that's happening that's true that we know of so if we're missing it by being you know in last week's argument with a partner or in next week's event for Christmas or whatever it might be then we're not actually appreciating and Mm. recognizing this moment now so it's about you know just quietening yourself and thinking of your breath or focusing on um, something that's beautiful that you're walking past, like a flower. Just being in that moment, which clears all of that clutter out of your head. So you just feel a lot more calm, more peaceful and more relaxed when you can practice mindfulness on a daily basis. What do you think is um, a lot of people are overthinking? Absolutely. So. Yeah. And that's what causes a lot of stress. Because science even proves that every time we think of a stressful situation that we've been in in the past, our body has the same reaction. So we feel that stress, we feel that negative emotion, we feel that sadness or, or you know, depression or whatever it might be that's attached to that event. So by keep thinking about negative events in our life, we're putting all that stress into our body and hanging on to it. Mm-hmm. So if we can find a way to let go of thinking of the past and become present and mindful about what's happening around us, then we'll actually feel a lot more peaceful and enjoy every moment much more. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Is there a mindfulness meditation? Absolutely. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. In okay. fact, there's a lot of them. Oh, there's all right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like your regular meditation where you would assume that you're sitting in the dark with your eyes closed uh, listening to music and or listening to someone talk that's you know mm-hmm. that's one type of meditation but with the mindfulness meditation there's several ways so you could do a walking meditation mm-hmm. of mindfulness so that would be say you choose to walk in a park so as you're walking you would notice the color of the leaves the shape of the leaves mm-hmm. the texture of the bark of the trees you'd notice birds singing and hear different chirps of different birds you might be going past a, a creek and hear the water running. So it's about being mindful and hearing what's around you to be fully in that moment. Whereas if you're walking in the park and you're thinking, right, so when I get home, I've got to make a list for what's happening tonight for tea. Mm-hmm. I've got to go to the grocery store. I've got to you know, pick the kids up. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. You didn't even notice that you're in the park. So the whole time that you spent in that park walking, you haven't really gotten the full benefit of what you could have had if you had just practiced mindfulness, even feeling like, how the ground feels under your feet, how your breathing is, um, you know, what else can you see around, you know, the wind or, mm-hmm. you know, the movement of, of leaves or trees. So being conscious and really noticing that type of thing is mindfulness in meditation walking. So another way you could do it would be to concentrate on an object. So you might um, pick a flower or a candle or something like that and just stare at that. Okay. And just, you know, practice breathing deeply, and really admire what the you know the flame flickering or the petals or the color of the flower and any thoughts that come to you just push it away and then concentrate again onto that one thing so that's just you know a method of clearing your mind it only takes a few seconds mm-hmm. or say if you're at work in a busy situation and you might think well you know I can't go for a walk in the park mm-hmm. I can't okay. go and pick a flower I can't grab a candle you know okay. what, what yep. could I do so you could just sit quietly for a moment and start breathing deeply you know, breathing in through your mouth and out through mm-hmm. your nose and noticing your chest rising and, you know, how good it feels when you release that air out of your, you know, 
out of your lungs. So just a few moments even of deep breathing and concentrating on the breath, concentrating on is it your chest, is it your abdomen that's rising, is it um, your shoulders, you know, can you feel anything different? Did you feel the, the air coming out of your nose as you breathed out? So little things like that can just take, you know, 30 seconds of your day, can be done wherever you are, and can just calm your mind and refocus you on what, you know, what it is that you need to be looking at. So, so you think, so you're saying it's it's a meditation as well. Yeah. Is that sort of therapy? Absolutely. Yeah. Mindfulness is definitely used as therapy because a lot of problems nowadays are mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Too many people thinking too much in their head, um, or creating a worry about a future event that may or may not happen, and then they just you know really can make a lot more stress and you know negativity within their bodies. So to be able to release that and get rid of that is definitely therapeutic because, you know, when I practice mindfulness a lot, I really feel just calm and peaceful all the time. I don't feel like, you know, if I'm driving in the traffic even, if someone cuts across in front of me or comes out in front of me or or does something, it doesn't really bother me because I'm already present. I was able to see them. I avoided anything happening and we just went on. You know, I wasn't in my head going, oh, why did that guy cut me off? And didn't he know that I was coming up? And, you know, as if you're going to just pull out in front of someone, you know, that type of thing just creates that negative stress. But Mm -hmm. if I'm already mindful, I saw the guy in time, you know, it might have been inconvenient. I might have had to touch my brakes for a moment, but that's it. So I'm not making a big deal out of a small incident that happens because I'm just staying mindful and thinking everything's fine. I'll just continue on my way instead of, you know, putting out negative thoughts towards someone that might have cut me off. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. So on, during your speaking engagement, corporate, or why do you think mindfulness is important to every entrepreneur? Like a self-employed yeah. business owner. Yeah. Well, I think the problem with entrepreneurs is we have too many thoughts. You know, we have too many ideas, too many things that could happen, um, too many possibilities. So sometimes, you know, we're so overwhelmed by the, all the ideas that we have that we can't focus down on one and move forward. So with a bit of mindfulness practice of clearing out, you know, your head so you can get rid of those ideas, writing them down, you know, so that you can look at it objectively to see what it is that you want to pursue next is much easier than just carrying a whole heap of things around in your head because, you know, you can't really move forward, you can't be focused and you can't actually get stuff done. So a little bit of mindfulness in between and, you know, pulling out all those thoughts out of your head to clear it, then the answer becomes much more clearer when you're not so cluttered. So I do find that it helps you to move forward in business as well. So what are your tips to them? on relation with mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. I would say definitely it's something to practice every day. And, you know, it does take a while to be able to be that conscious all the time, but it just starts off with noticing a thought that's not helping you. It might be a thought that, you know, oh, next week I'm going to do this and that might be really stressful or or something. So Mm -hmm. it's once you recognise that you've got that thought, the first step to mindfulness is letting that thought go. And go, you know what, that's not happening now. That's next week. It may or may not happen. What's happening right now? Right now, I'm, you know, sitting in the sun enjoying the day or sitting in the office and everything's fine, whatever it might be. So it really does make a big difference to help declutter the thoughts that we just don't need 
and be able to focus on the things that we do want in our life. Is the mindfulness have relation with, they say, self-love? Absolutely, yeah, because it is definitely a self-love, you know, form of expression because you're not putting all those negative things into your head, you know, with the worrying thoughts, you know, so what if I'm going into the hospital and then what if I have a reaction or what if, you know, um, they find something worse than what I thought or what if... All of that sort of thing actually causes a lot of stress and anxiety in our bodies. So if we can just think, you know what, whatever is going to happen will happen when it happens. Right now, it's a lovely day. You know, I'm not in that position. I'm doing the best I can for my health and everything will go as well as it possibly can. And let it go. So you're not continuing to stress because you could just build that stress level up so much before you even got into hospital, you could almost cause something worse to happen Mm -hmm. because that's what you're focusing on. So... Yeah, mindfulness is a really good way to let go of, you know, future or past worries. A lot of times you worry about things that happened in the past. Oh, you know, I wish I didn't do this at that event or I wish I had done this or, you know, we can't change that. So what's the point of even having that in our mind? You know, we're just torturing ourselves over something we can't change. So, you know, rather than that, if we say, okay, I can see that this problem in the past is bothering me. What is it that I could learn from that? Next time if I'm in that situation, I'll act differently in this way or this way or avoid a situation by doing X, Y, Z so that it doesn't happen again. And just use it as a learning experience rather than um, something to hang on to that, you know, holds you in the past. See, don't worry, be happy. That's right, exactly. So what... And be grateful, you know, like just grow that gratefulness that, you know, we can walk in the park. You know, we can feed ourselves. We have got shelter. Even the basic things, if you're feeling like, you know, life's really shit at the moment, what have you got to be thankful for? Have you got grateful, you know, great friends that are supportive or a family that help you or, you know, it's all of that type of thing and that sort of brings around, you know, into the mindfulness and bring yourself back to now going, you know what, I've got a lot of good things in my life. I'm just going to grow gratefulness and you feel much better. Yeah. What is happiness? What is happiness? Well, I think a lot of people think that happiness is something to go and seek externally. And, you know, they'll find it with a new partner or a new car or a new house Mm -hmm. or a holiday, you know, like that's where people are looking for happiness. But unfortunately, those sort of things have short-term happiness. Yes, we enjoy it for the short term, but then once the thing is over, once the car's not new, once we're back from the holiday, that happiness that we think we're going to get from that disappears. So by trying to look externally for happiness, we're never actually going to find something long lasting. Mm -hmm. So really where we've got to look for happiness is within, being happy within ourselves, being happy of, you know, actions that we we do every day, um, how we treat other people, whether we're kind to others, you know, like if you can be kind to others, do good things for people, then you do feel happy. Like it is something that, you know, although you're doing something for others, it increases the happiness in your own life and within your own self. So there's a lot of books, um, of course, out around happiness. And most of them do say that, you know, it's learning to be happy within. It's, you know, not being negative or, or critical about what you do have and growing gratitude and thankfulness instead. So they're all kind of quite connected, you know, being mindful, staying present, you know, growing happiness within. If I'm just sitting in the park looking at the trees and, you know, Mm -hmm. hearing the birds, I'm really happy. And that's, you know, it's free. You know, there's no price to happiness. 
So, and that's the good thing. Because, you know, if you're going to rely on holidays, cars, etc. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. It's going to be pretty pricey mm-hmm. looking for <laughs> happiness. <laughs> so, because some people think you'd be happy because if you have money. Exactly. If you exactly. have this and this, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. So, what are your tips to increase your happiness? What make us happy and why? Yeah. So, freedom of choice is a big thing that makes people happy. And that's where they get a bit confused with money and happiness. So money is actually an energy of exchange. It's not, you know, the gift to give us happiness. What it is, is it gives the power of freedom, freedom of choice. If we have money, we can choose if we want to work or not. We can choose if we want to go on holidays or not. We can choose if we want a new house or, you know, if we want to give to charity. You know, we've got a lot more freedom of choice. And that's where I think um, people get confused they feel that money is an evil thing or money is the, the focus, mm-hmm. but it's only an energy of exchange. So by you know, having money, it just equals freedom of choice. So if we can work out a way to get freedom of choice in our life, freedom of choice of where we live, where we work, you know, what we eat, all of that type of thing, then that is what really you know, makes a difference. Yeah. Hmm, sounds interesting. <laughs> so we're talking about because I was able to see the workshop a couple of a month ago. Yeah. So what is the Heights Retreat? Yeah. So um, what our focus is there is um, creating the life that you desire. So figuring out first, you know, what is it that you want, what is holding you back, and how can you move forward. So we address you know past traumas and help people release them. We do mindfulness as well. So we did a walking meditation as well as um, like a walking mindfulness one, as well as one where we just lay and listened to our breath and felt the movement of our chest. Um, we did an action board, which is um, like a vision board, mm-hmm. but we also write in actions of what's our next step. So, okay, here are the things that we've cut out. We've put it onto a sheet. So if everyone doesn't know what a vision board is, it's basically a big sheet with cutouts of everything that you might want, whether it's... Um, you know, a check for money in the bank, whether it's a big house, whether it's a car, uh, whether it's a loving relationship, whether it's, you know, good family and friends, whatever that is for you. And then what are your action steps towards that? So what are you going to do then to increase your wealth? Or what are you going to do to find new, you know, quality friends? So things like that. So it just takes it a little bit further. So we get a clear vision first on what it is that we want to draw into our life. And then what are the opportunities that we could take to help make that happen? So we just go that bit further. But of course, if we don't release all our traumas and our past things first, then how can we bring the new in? Because we're hanging on to the old. So that's why we really, to create the life that you really want, we have you know a combination of things in there from trauma release even compassion exercises to grow compassion towards someone else that you feel angry you know with or you know someone that really upsets you in your life or cause you emotional stress so that that can all clear out first before we can start bringing in all the new stuff that's going to help you move forward Mm, sounds interesting so to our audience and listener so if you're interested just contact karina so how if they interested to be part of the Heights Retreat. Yeah. Um, how they gonna contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is karinachapman.com. Mm-hmm. So there is a section on there for the retreats and there's a contact section there. And we also have um, a website as well, which is heightsretreat.com.au. 
and um, you can also contact us there. So either way is, you know, great. Um, even through Facebook, we've got a Facebook page called Create the Life You Desire. Um, so feel free to come on and friend us there and send us any, any messages or questions that you might have. Uh, we're always happy to have a chat and give you more information. Any parting word to our audience, our listener? I would just encourage everyone just to practice a little bit of mindfulness, even just try once a day. You know, just focus on your breath, doing some deep breathing, you know, blocking out the rest of the world and just focusing on yourself and just, you know, increase self-love yeah, to move forward in life. Mm. Thank you so much for that tips, health and tips. So thank you so much. So this is another episode of Guria Podcast, Fresh Eyes. And I'm very thankful I have Karina Chapman is here, speaker and author. Oh, by the way, so since you're author. Yes. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> before we go. So That's right. Before we go. What type of book that you... Um, created yeah so, so you, i'm actually creating a series okay the series name is the vixen's secret handbook mm. is it a love story well <laughs> it's actually kind of an anti-love story strangely. Oh, okay. yeah mm-hmm. so it's about a woman that becomes single and she just decides that she doesn't want to risk her heart again she doesn't want to fall in love but okay she wants to change her life she wants to grow self-confidence and she wants to get out and just date for fun and adventure So she decides that she's going to go online dating and specifically pick men with a deal-breaking flaw so she can't accidentally fall in love with them. Okay. So That's an interesting story. So (laughs) she and her purpose is to date several men at a time but being open and honest, so kind of quite opposite to what we normally do. So, yeah, so she has, you know, the secret handbook, which is a magical book given to her uh, by a woman at a psychic fair. So it helps her with the dating. So if she consults the book and the book glows gold, then she's going to have a good date. Mm-hmm. But if the book glows red, then she has a disaster date. So it's about her journey, like her soul adventure and journey of going through the dating field to gain self-confidence and empowerment through you know, putting herself out of her comfort zone. Mm, yeah. Sounds interesting. So where do we... Where do I get it? <laughs> yeah, sure. How can we get that? Absolutely. So that's on my website as well, as well. Uh, right. karinachapman.com uh, backslash books. So um, you can click on there. There's all the links. It's on Amazon, um, Booktopia, mm-hmm. Angus and Roberts. Yeah, plenty of them. So uh, this is the first in the series, Adventure Vixen, it's called. And uh, I'm just in the middle of writing the second one, which will be International Vixen. Mm, that's good. Interesting. <laughs> so, And aside from that, to our listener and our audience, he, she also write hair secret back. I oh, did. What is that one? Yeah. This look like different from the from the adventure vixen. Completely. Yeah, yeah. it's completely different. That's so. right. So that one. Um, so the adventure vixen is a fictional book, whereas the hair secrets is nonfiction. So I was inspired to write hair secrets um, after I sold my last salon because, of course, my background is in hairdressing and. I've also taught hairdressing through TAFE um, mm-hmm. and do short courses at the WEA. So I felt that I kept getting asked the same questions all the time from the women. You know, how do I stop my hair from frizzing? How can I um, get a style that's going to suit my face shape better? You know, what sort of products are going to work best for me? All that type of thing. So after 30 years of hearing the same questions, I thought, well, why don't I just put it all together and answer them in a book? 
so that I can help others to look good and feel good in between salon visits as well as the day they visit the salon. So it's lots of tips, um, lots of um, knowledge on you know what colours to choose, what's your skin type, what's your eye tone, all of that, what colours do you wear compared with you know how you want your hair and how can you communicate better with your hairdressers so that you can get the style that you really want. Yeah. Is this book relation to the mindfulness? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's just purely on hair, like how to look and feel good every day. So, yeah, it's to help women to look and feel good between salon visits and have the answers to the problems for their hair every day. Yeah. Mm, okay, so to our listener and audience, so there's two books that Karina <laughs> wrote. So please hit her website and also in Amazon. Yeah, yep. yep, they're both on Amazon as well and on Booktopia, you know, all good online bookstores. You can find them. Yeah. And they're both available in both ebook and hard copy. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Karina. You're so, welcome. thank you for for our Six episode. You're the sixth episode. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you it's for our listener for the support and to our audience as well. So Thank you. See you next week again for another episode of Guerrilla Podcast, Fresh Eyes. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out kangaroofirm.com.